Hello and welcome to Skywire's Beyond the Page, the podcast where we delve into the deeper side of Skysoft stories and characters. Every month, we'll analyze, theorize, and hypothesize about all things Skysoft with the cast member. I'm your host, Daniel Andrade. On today's episode, I'm thrilled to have Jacob Maciel, who plays Aleel in Seasons 3 and 4 of Fox. Jacob, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you for having me over, Dan. Of course. Happy to have you. So, let's go ahead and just get started here. So, I want to start by going a little bit behind the scenes to um, the first time that uh, we met. You know, you were one of the first people I met when I joined the cast, and I'll never forget how you taught me and a few of the others that were there that day at this very first fight camp, some basic sword fighting moves. I think it was an eight count, right? Like Yeah, um, I don't know if it's considered a sword, but it was, it was a simple eight count that I learned in Taekwondo for stick fighting. Okay, but. so like with a, a, a staff, a pointy stick, in this case a sword. So, you know, tell us a little bit more about your experience with sword fighting or, you know, with uh, wielding a, a staff, uh, like your experience with fight choreography. Honestly, when it comes to like weaponry, I have very little experience. The only reason we even did it was it was recommended for Reddit and Black Belt to learn it, just for more self defense, just to be able to break down if someone came out with us with a weapon. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it was more I learned with Hunter. I know like basic stances, but when it came to actually using it for a show, I had no idea without almost trying to hit you guys. Because my <laughs> instinct is disarm you and hit you, not hey, let's make this look cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's. It was it was weird. I, I had no idea how to do choreography with swords. <laughs> I mean, you could have fooled me because like I had never held any sort of weapon at all, let alone a sword. Uh, so then when you were like, "Oh, just do this, this, one, two, three, four, I'm like, "Wow, like this guy really knows what he's talking about." I think the reason why it, it felt easy is because um, when I was doing Taekwondo, once I got to I believe first or second, we actually had to teach the younger belt. So that's why I felt easier to show you like simple moves mm-hmm. so that's probably why it felt more easy with me just because i had that experience and that's why it looked like i actually knew what i was doing <laughs> in reality i was just repeating what i told the younger belts oh okay. just basics and made me sound professional so like we were essentially like your your younger belts on that day <laughs> yeah that day i was pretty much i was the second green you guys were like the blue belts going to become red belts too. <laughs> yeah. yeah well i mean you know honestly like I've said in, uh, I think when I was being interviewed or I've said before on this podcast that it was just such a scary experience for me to 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 go um, and meet everyone and like, wow, like it made it feel like so much more real. So to have someone there that was like so patient and so willing to, to teach us and to work with us, like I really appreciated that. So I, I at least wanted uh, to thank you personally, you know, for that. And I'm sure a lot of other... The, like I know Janelle was there. Um, some other Terrell was there. I like believe Sheena was there for one day too. I think was she. She was there a little bit later, but okay. on the day that I'm talking about, um, I think it was like Monroe, uh, Hunter, uh, Janelle. But yeah, it was it was really cool and it was really helpful. Well, so. thank you. It makes me feel good because I, I thought it was a little rusty on, co- on coaching. <laughs> no, I still remember uh, Monroe actually hit me up later that day. It was like like a light my shoulders burning from this. Yeah, yeah. But I could think she was something like her whole like the whole 
top of her shoulder was just in, like burning and she was sore the next day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think people. Oh, I, I think people have started to realize as we've gotten into the deeper seasons that you know this choreography is no joke. Like oh, we God. really are like swinging these things at and not like a hundred percent, but definitely at like ninety percent, like of what we're capable of. So. Yeah, it takes a toll for sure. Especially when you try to match with other people's speed, because there's times where like I've noticed, I think it's Sheena that I, like she goes faster than me and try to keep up with them, and or Hunter, where like he looks so smooth, but I'm over here being a little stiff, and but it's really fun doing the whole choreography with everybody. Mm-hmm. So like when you were a kid, did you ever imagine yourself like swinging swords or playing games like that? <laughs> That's kind of a weird, like tricky question because. <laughs> Because every kid imagine like slaying dragons with their friends and doing all that. I I did that growing up. Even as still to this day, me and my friends when we're drinking a few beers, we still do that. <laughs> so he never grew out of it. <laughs> no, that's what I love. I still maintain that kid in a heart, but I never imagined doing it for a show at all. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what's crazy. Yeah, we'll we'll get back to that kid at heart thing later. <laughs> I got a question about that later. Um, but you know, in addition to all of that, you know, you and I, a few of the others on the cast. This was our first time ever acting. This was like our first experience with acting. So you've now completed two seasons. So what did you learn from these two seasons, from this experience of actually acting in front of a camera? I learned a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, first one, be confident with yourself. Because there's days yeah. where I, I was doubting myself so many times. But then you guys were right there like, no, you did great. And I'm like, no, I, I, did, I did bad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But then I'll look at the I will look at the um, was it the replay? I'm like, oh, I came out a lot better than I thought. Right. Besides that, also not looking at the camera because there's times where I'll <laughs> catch myself. I'm like, I could have swore I was looking to the left, but my eyes are right at the camera. <laughs> yeah, breaking that fourth wall, man. Yeah, and <laughs> and also just being smooth with the dialogue because there's times where I in the beginning I was rushing it so much because I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. But, those were the three things I learned that like, took forever to, to learn. Oh, yeah, man. And we're always learning. You know, I still have a lot to learn. Yeah, same um, here. Yeah. But it's great that we have this this platform, this opportunity to to learn all that. Um, has all of this made you want to pursue acting further? Like, I actually has. I was actually hoping to um, jump in to a class that, Mar- uh, not Monroe, um, KLO was recommending me. Mm-hmm. But I was finishing my last summer class, which I'm happy I Pass. I'm graduate. I'm done. But by the time I finished it, I missed the audition, so I have to wait. Oh. I believe Kilo was telling me I had to wait five or six months to the next oh, opening because okay. the guy only offers two openings. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, two auditions, and once those two days, I have to wait until when he does it again. So okay. bad timing. So until then, though, like, um, is there anything else that you're doing to try and learn and improve? I was actually looking in, and I found out that um. That um, City College also offers like voice acting and all that. I was that was something oh. that Kilo brought out to me. And I was actually interested yeah. in looking into. Besides that, I'm also looking to like trying trying to get into amateur f- MMA fighting. But oh wow! But okay. uh, <laughs> that's a very different shift. <laughs> yeah, I'm just keep more active. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the whole acting thing. This I've been trying to look research like small stuff at least trying to prove. And I've been asking Monroe and especially Kailoa like pointers where I can do and where I can go to pursue further get better mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but baby steps you know <laughs> exactly just one day at a time one step at a time 
Um, so has all of this changed the way that you look at acting and what you thought acting was? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it's just because the naive side of me. But when I walked in, I'm like, oh, dude, all they do is walk in. They read a script. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I'm like, I walked in there. And I'll catch myself like, dude, why is my face so plain? I'm not expressing at all. Like, Jesus, why am I stuttering? I was like, there is so much more. Oh, my like, God. Why yeah. am I standing in the wrong spot? <laughs> yeah, just things like that. Like, even just like, oh, you need to step like a little to the left or a little to the right. Or you have to just positioning or you yourself. Or you have to pitch your tone right so the camera or the, um, the mic can pick it up. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's crazy. There's so much more to this than I thought. And Oh, yeah. Not as easy I was I think I was thinking I was gonna come into. Oh yeah, I agree. Like definitely. Um so um you know, you play Alil, uh, and he's not only a villain, but he's also just like really creepy too. You know, he has uh his his snake tongue that he does. <laughs> uh he has that creepy laugh. So, you know, it's one thing to just uh jump into acting and it's another thing to jump into acting as a villain. So what made you to what made you decide to jump into such an intense role? Actually, hmm, how would I answer this? Like, well, f- like the way I got into it was um, both Hunter and Moreau approached me on one of the training camp days, and just asked me, "Would you be interested in playing a bad guy? We <laughs> we see you actually play him. You we see something, and to this day I don't know what they saw in me, but <laughs> I'm glad they didn't because I never would have found." this whole new area but getting into a little it's kind of funny because his personality even though it comes out creepy uh-huh and i know if you heard hunter you've heard hunter say this many times yeah it was like stop pretending you do it naturally and when he meant by that he doesn't mean like i'm naturally a creepy guy he means he knows that's how me and a very small group of my friends we act with that with each other so in a way to just kind of mess around with each other. Yeah, a little bit of Lil's personality. It's actually a combination of my little group of friends, how we act with each other. Uh huh. So it was kind of easy to get in there, but it was just weird doing it in front of you guys. Oh, okay. And the tongue thing that actually belonged, the creator of that belonged to my friend Matt Cole. Okay. He, he he's actually the one who started that, and I just started doing it out of nowhere, and I and yeah. it just happened with the show. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. So that's what brought up uh, the the tongue thing. Um, what uh, what about uh, his laugh? Where did his laugh come from? Believe it or not, that that took me a while to figure out because even I didn't even know where that laugh came from. I know we were all just like taken aback when you first did it. Because <laughs> the first time it happened, it happened by accident. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was with I believe it was with a fight with Sheena and Hunter. Mm. It, like something happened, and it just came out by accident and it took a while but there was a day and hunter was the one that realized it Alil's laugh it's a higher and louder pitch tone of my drunk laugh oh because okay. if, if, if you ever see me really drunk you were like when i'm really drunk and happy you can you'll hear me doing uh, uh, uh. oh god so imagine that but that's imagine that but louder and that's the Alil laugh yeah wow it's, so it's like an exaggerated version of yeah that. So what you're hearing is a more louder drunk laugh of me. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. That's pretty So again, so it just comes back to that whole Yeah. Like this is one of those things that's always kind of been in there. It, maybe not expressed in this creepy villainous way, but <laughs> it was like one of those happy little accidents and that just happened to work with it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Um 
So, you know, I said we would come back to the whole child at heart thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, listeners uh, may remember that uh, I was a psychology major in high school. You were? Or not in high school, in college. I didn't know that. Um, psychology was like one of my favorite classes in high school. Um, so, this is not um, uh, a definitive uh, uh, thing. It's not like canon or anything. But from my analysis, from my observations... Aleel seems to be a man with uh, Peter Pan syndrome, which is to say that, you know, he's a grown man, but he has the mind of a child. So, um, and on top of that, you know, he has this ability of strength. So he's a strong, uh, very powerful man who acts like a child. And, you know, even on top of that, he has his, his threatening hook. So that's a lot of things that are going on here. So how did you balance all of those different factors in your uh, portrayal of Aleel. <sighs> be honest, I had trouble figuring out the character, and like mm-hmm. the more I got into it, because mm-hmm. you like I said, you was, you were there the first day when I was playing Aleel with Jade. Mm-hmm. I was so nervous, I struggled, yeah. and the more I got comfortable with it, the more I start, and the more I asked questions with Hunter and Monroe what they wanted. It made it easier to slowly develop that kind of bratty man-child. Because they were giving me weird things, what they were suggesting, then with my own kind of combination. And then just after a while, it just... I just said, no, what? No, what? Like, fuck it. I'm sorry. Oh, this, uh, these uh, podcasts are explicit, so... Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. And I, like, <laughs> and I said, fuck it, you know? Yeah. We'll just make this guy not care and act like a brat and mm-hmm. that think that actually just naturally went well with it because mm-hmm. it was just hard because mm-hmm. I had no idea like I said outside of my friends I had no idea to be creepy mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I just thought why not he wants to, he, he, he wants to do whatever he wants and he gets what he wants mm-hmm. I believe even um, Sylvia even said hey, all the guys from Valkyrie we get what we want mm-hmm. so what does that tell me this sounds like a spoiled brat mm-hmm so and you know that aligns with the whole childlike nature. Yeah. So yeah, it's some it's one thing for someone to get what they want, and then someone to be able to get what they want because they have that strength, you know. And then just like as a reminder uh, for fans uh, that are probably like, oh yeah, uh, what they may not know is that your first day on set, you know, like you said, it was with Jade, and it was that scene where you were like uh, tying her to the tree and like being really like. Uh, creepy with her and everything so you know again like it's hard enough to jump into this role um to acting at all but to jump into such an intense crazy scene like like how did you get through that honestly jade helped me out a lot mm-hmm. she like she um pretty much did everything can she could to make mm-hmm. it comfortable for me because mm-hmm. she knew i was nervous and she knew i was not comfortable getting that close to her because mm-hmm. I didn't know her yeah knowing yeah. that but I was kind of glad that um her husband wasn't there because that would be a little more awkward <laughs> oh my goodness yeah but luckily her husband has a good sense of humor and he made a couple funny jokes that like oh okay at least you're cool with it yeah yeah but honestly I have to thank Jade she made it easier if it, if, if she didn't do that I probably would have struggled and probably mm. just like know what can we do something else and walked mm. away mm-hmm. so thank you jade i yeah. really really appreciate it so a collaborative effort yeah um and just knowing that you know she had your back and like she was cool with it mm-hmm. 
So let's talk a little bit about, this is maybe uh, sliding into hypothetical territory, which we'll get into more of later, but just out of curiosity, like how do you think uh, Alil got his hook? Be honest, that's actually a question I believe I asked Monroe, and she <laughs> she just looked at me and just like didn't say anything. Yeah. So I don't know if she just didn't want me to reveal. Did you want to reveal me? Uh-huh. Did she want to keep it a secret until the episode? Uh huh. But after filming the fourth season, I don't think it's never really said, but it is hinted how I lost my hand. Okay. Because at first I I believed it was raw. Because why else would a little blindly follow raw? Mm. So it's almost like blackmail that he had. No, not blackmail, but he knows that he can't step up to oh, Raw. that's true. So he knows what Raw's capable he's of. He's capable of, so he respects him. Mm, mm-hmm. but Do you think he respects him or he fears him? Or a little of both? No. Nah, Alil fears, fears nothing. <laughs> but he knows, but he's also not dumb. He knows where the back down is like, okay, I cannot take this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of him, but I know if I go heads up with him, he's going to cut my head off before I even have a chance to lay one <laughs> yeah. hand on him. Yeah. So that's why he respects him, because mm-hmm. he's actually can actually beat him. Mm-hmm. But there is a scene where I don't remember who says it, but someone actually says, "Do you want me to get rid of your other hand? Like cut your other hand off?" It's mm. and it's in the fourth season, so hopefully the fans catch it. But it's like a, it's a quick mm-hmm. toss mm-hmm. out there. There you go. See, so that's pretty cool. Um, so with that in mind, like, do you think? Um, do you think the hook was the most uh, effective way for him to, you know, he lost his hand, but now he had this ability to replace that with something a little more threatening. So why do you think uh, it ended up being a hook I, instead of like a dagger or just like uh, a Jamie Lannister golden <laughs> iron fist or something instead? I believe the reason he, I think he personally chose the hook because a dagger, you can stab somebody, you can't really grab a hook mm-hmm. onto somebody. And, mm-hmm. and since he's, Let's face it, he's kind of a creeper and yeah. a rapist, so yeah. he figured, you know what? Give me the hook. It gives me a better chance to hook, to, to latch on to people and they can't fully get out. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but what looks more creepier, a dagger or a hook when you when someone's coming at you? You, need that, you know that can throw a tree at you. What's more scarier? Jeez Louise. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking about that, uh, I think we've talked about this uh, off, uh, off mic, <laughs> offset, but... One of my favorite uh, scenes of Alil came from season three, where you were battling with uh, Oron, and you know you grabbed that club of his that you know we've we've come to realize is something that it's big, it's heavy, it's massive, and like he's the only one that can really wield it, and you just grabbed it and just like flung it like like it was like a twig, like a branch, you know. So to me, it almost felt like someone was taking away Thor's hammer um, and just like tossing it out. So what was it like to shoot? that fight scene way back in season three. It's funny because um, that was actually one of the things me and Hunter were talking about uh-huh. last year after uh-huh. season three was done. Yeah. You know, like, you, you remember how I just threw it, like, completely off? Mm-hmm. It's funny because that happened completely by action because I don't know if you look <laughs> if you look closely at it, my hook got stuck on, on the, oh. the club part. <laughs> so yeah. I was trying to take it out without having my hand slip out of the hook. Yeah. So it ended yeah. up me just completely tearing it out and just, in one motion completely chucking it oh yeah so it, it was just funny because it was not supposed to be i think i was supposed to just if i remember correctly i think i was supposed to just knock it down but it got stuck mm-hmm. and i and you can even see me just fidgeting with it and just toss it and monroe liked it it's like you know what it gives more strength to a little and we're yeah. keeping it seriously because it made him look like yeah this guy's no pusher he actually has power mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but it was just another one of those happy accidents. I was going to say, it's like another happy accident. So that's that's pretty cool. So uh, another one of my favorite scenes of Aaliyah is the scene where... <clears throat> is the scene where he has his final showdown with Oran, you know, when uh, Alil is tied to the tree. Oh, that's so, <laughs> You know, Alil was very relentless, uh, pretty much daring Oran to do something. He was, like, challenging him. Like, I dare you almost. Uh, so in the end, it resulted, you know, these this uh, episode is coming out after the whole season has been out. So, uh, spoiler, I guess, but you should have seen it by now. But it resulted in your death. And... But even still, even on your dying moment, you still threw in like one of those final laughs that was blended in with those like screams of abject like pain and terror. Um, so I was right there next to you. I was doing the sound for that scene. I wasn't in it, but I was like sitting there next to you while you were filming that. And, you know, I've told Monroe, I've told Hunter, I don't know if I've told you, but I got chills like sitting there watching it because you were just like so into it. So... You know, first of all, uh, how were you able to per- portray that scene so effectively, so um, intensely? Honestly, it had to be because of, I was working with Hunter. Mm. Because me and Hunter, because of the show, me and him actually became good friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he'll admit the whole Lil and Aura, it's, our friendship is similar to him, me and oh, Hunter. Oh, you think so? We act, we kind of do that. We're like, we'll act weird like uh, he'll look at me all pissy <laughs> and i'll just do something like off like just to egg him on just to kind of annoy him or just say something dumb yeah so it made it more naturally not like more natural doing that scene just like multiplied by and, a thousand <laughs> and i th- i think what made it more easier to get that whole laughs thing going down because uh-huh. i like a lie i i struggled with um the whole line because i was trying I was, I was missing up parts on some lines where i don't remember we had to, I had to do it a couple of times mm-hmm but the laugh, the reason that came out, how it came out, was just because I was trying to do it with such a straight face mm. that when I started laughing, it was just actual me laughing without trying to break character and it yeah. just like, forced into the little laugh. So that's why that laugh just kept going and going. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a fun day. Not gonna lie, the, the blood prop burned my eyes like crazy though. Because it got in yeah. my eyes, I was just like, I, I can't see. Yeah. And, I mean... So, um, what fans may not know is that uh, that scene was so intense that Hunter actually made a little bit of contact with you. Like, he, he actually hit you a little bit. And, I mean, luckily you were fine and you were okay. But <laughs> what was that like to be like, oh, like, this oh, is really real? No, it's it's funny because um, I didn't realize he hit me. Uh-huh. He punched me. He froze. Yeah. He, he was like, oh. In my, in my mind, the second I got punched in the face, the first thing that popped up in my head was... All I heard was my sensei Bryce, keep your hands up so you can see my hand just slowly. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I, like saw I, that I was going up for a guard and and, yeah. I, and then I went back like, wait a minute, I'm not training in Muay Thai right now. I'm, I'm acting. So uh-huh. I put my hands slowly back down. Hunter's like, are you all right? I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I, you, I punched you. You did? I yeah. didn't even realize you punched me. Yeah. Because my mind just went to a whole different mindset. Just you were fun. just so zen. Yeah. <laughs> you were so in character. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it was just, it was funny. To this day, I didn't even, still don't realize he even hit me. Mm-hmm. And he keeps bringing it up. Yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, people don't realize that, you know, like I said, we really are, like, uh, swinging these weapons, throwing these punches. So 
you know, it's not like you're the only one that this has happened to. You know, each one of us, I think, has has uh, maybe gone a little too, gotten a little too intense and either hit someone or, or hit ourselves or hurt ourselves in some Wait, someone, way. Someone hit themselves? Huh? Someone hit themselves? Oh, I'm talking about me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I accidentally hurt myself when oh. like swinging the weapons or like when running and trying to slide. So, but like that's how, um, that's how deep we get into this. And, and hopefully it shows on that screen. I think a lot of people have been saying, especially this fourth season that they can really see oh yeah dude, the, the choreography got a lot more intense and i personally i it looked a lot more smoother because so. everybody looks like because every guy has more experience so they're able to actually make it look more more uh, was it realistic more realistic, realistic. yeah more fluid like, like it seems like, like they it actually, flows like, better like they actually have the intent to attack and not yeah. just and not just perform mm-hmm. that's it's very true Especially Sheena. I remember the third season, she hit me with the back of the head with her own... What's, what's her weapon called? It's a glaive. Glaive. I keep wanting to say spear, but it's not a spear. I want to say spear, too, but yeah, glaive. But I just remember that when she hit me with the back of the head, I was like... <laughs> yeah, or Shoshana, actually. We should be uh, uh, call it by its proper name. <laughs> I don't know. You guys named it. Yeah, Shoshana. At least that one has a name. No, because I know um, Janelle's it's croissant, right? Oh, the croissant? Yeah, I know that one, but I didn't know they named, <laughs> yeah. they named it, though. Uh, but before we end this first part of the interview, um, if uh, Aleel had to give his hook a name, what do you think the name of the hook would be? <laughs> it's such a bad name because I wanted to name it after a mix drink for the first from last year's premiere, but Hunter said it would be too dirty. Oh, okay. So, uh, but since you say explicit, it's up to you. I'll, I'll say it. All right, we'll I would, see I would, it, I would call it. it. I would call it a little slippery nub. A slippery nub. Oh my god. I don't know if that'll make it onto the episode, but that's very interesting to think about at the very least. Um, So I want to go back to that scene where it was that uh, final showdown between uh, Oran and Leo. So, you know, we talked about acting that scene, but let's try and talk about like Aaliyah's intentions. So why do you think Aaliyah was so aggressive to someone that he knew could and eventually did kill him? The reason why I believe he egged on Oran. Because mm-hmm. like I said, like, you remember at the premiere when they asked me, like, anything unique people need to know about Lil, and I said, the one thing people don't realize Lil mm. is he's extremely loyal. Yes. He's extremely loyal to Ra. That loyalty, he refuses to break any secrets, mm. tell anything, mm. go anything that will backstab Ra. Mm-hmm. He knew, even though Lil comes off as kind of an idiot sometimes, but mm-hmm. he's not, he's actually really smart. He knew there was no way he was going to walk out of it. So he, and since he knew Oran, out of anybody else, had the most hate for him. Like, he mm. was the more easy to trigger. Yeah. So he, so he knew, so he egged him. Because mm-hmm. he was like, no, what, I want to end this now. Oh. And I don't want to spill anything out. I don't want to even, uh, even by accident, leak anything that, that can go against Raw. Mm-hmm. That's why he came off laughing. Because he won, at the end of the day, even though he died. Mm-hmm. He won because why? The Brotherhood got nothing. They lost yeah. their, they lost their leverage. They lost any possible secrets wow. they could learn. That's why he came off laughing, even though he was a gruesome death. But at the end of the way, you can still see it as he technically won. This interview will continue in the next episode.